Welcome to the 90s Narrative Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the 90s Narrative Podcast. Today we are discussing episode 6, which is called Wishful Thinking. Yes. And this episode is really going to be like the beginning of the end because mm-hmm. we've got like two episodes left and we're going to discover some things. Oh, yes. And then we're also going to have it's... more questions, which... Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Like, with everything you learn, you always like realize like there's more that you don't understand exactly which is fun normal things yeah yeah so it's just gonna like continue to like blow your mind and get more wild mm-hmm. and uh let's just get ready to dive into it all but first Tay, do you have a snack for tonight i do um i don't know how much i'm going to actually be eating of it i've started but um i figured it would be annoying if i ate it during the podcast because it's toffee um so it would probably be crunching the nutella um this one's not nutella i got four different flavors i have no idea what flavor this one is i don't remember but it's so good and oh it like melts in your mouth and i love it with all of my heart um and i'm kind of sad that i only have one more after this so just gotta buy more (laughs) Well, that means I have to drive two hours away to go get it, but it's probably it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah. So anyway, it's worth it. yes. Um, so our episode six opens up um, in present time, like a lot of them do, I suppose, um, mm-hmm. with Andy and Neil and the indictment, and the scene begins like in a blur, and it kind of slowly becomes clearer as Neil is trying to get like Andy's attention, like he's constantly like Andy. Like, Andy, do you remember the date you were given access to it? And we don't really know what that is at this point, but he's just trying to get his attention. And then finally Andy is, like, in clear view, and he's just like, sorry, what was the question? And Neil kind of takes that as a sign that he needs a break, and Andy's like, no, I just really want to get this over with. And apparently they were talking about the cell phone, um... And Neil asks, do you remember the date that you were given access to it? And... Apparently, Andy says it was 10 days before the trial. Um, And then we see, um, going back in time, like, outside of the courthouse, Andy's just waiting for Joanna. Um, When Bobby, the man from the food truck, so if you remember Mm -hmm. way back in episode one, um, Andy and uh, Bobby kind of knew each other and socialized a little bit. So Bobby kind of makes an effort to say hello and... um, you know, Andy asks how he's doing, and they just kind of have, like, this little small talk moment, and I I have to say I appreciate Bobby big time in this moment, because you can tell yes. he's trying, um, yes. and he and even he asks. Like acting weird. Right. You know? Yeah, and he asks Andy, like, can I get you something off the truck, and Andy's like, no, I'm good, I'm just waiting for someone, and Bobby's like, okay, well, stay strong for, for your family, okay? And it was just really sweet because you don't see mm-hmm. that family getting much love or support. So it's, not it's at nice. all. Like all their friends have pretty much left them at this point. So yeah, I feel bad for them. Um, yeah, 100%. Um, and so then you know Joanna at that point comes out of the courthouse and says that they're ready for us. 
and <clears throat> at this point they are heading in to kind of go check out the phone and they see Neil inside talking to a police officer or security guard um, and the way that he's talking is he sounds like he's got all the confidence in the world and he's got mm -hmm. this whole thing in the bag like nothing to worry about and Joanna just makes a comment like ignore him like you know the judge already ruled on the phone um and then she says to neil like mr barber has every right to be here because neil kind of you see him react a little bit like oh andy's mm -hmm. here and he says well technically like he doesn't belong here because he's a possible witness in the case but i'm letting it slide okay like <laughs> i don't think that's your call but okay whatever and Joanna oh, wow. makes a comment saying, what a mensch, which I didn't know what this meant, um, actually, until about a week ago, um, when I heard it on a different podcast. I listened to a Dawson's Creek podcast, um, and they say mm -hmm. it in one of the episodes, um, Dawson's Creek episodes, and so that's how I found out what mensch means, and then I rewatched this episode, and I'm like, hey, I know what that word is. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so that was kind of like my moment like hey i actually understand this um that word of the episode right yes but basically it just means like a person of integrity and honor which basically means joanna's being sarcastic and i love it because mm -hmm. <laughs> neil is the farthest oh, thing yeah. from that um and Literally. and andy's just like you're not going in there with us like if that's what you think is going to happen and Neil's just like, oh, no, of course not. Like, I already looked at the cell phone. I don't really care. And Joanna's like, yeah, we are well aware. And Neil continues saying, like, oh, I was up here for something else that's unrelated. I do have other cases. Like, this guy has the, I don't even know, like, the ego the size of an elephant. Mm -hmm. Like, he needs to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, literally, like, when he said this, I was like, oh, like, I literally was like, yeah cases that should have been like andy's or like right because let's be real yeah they probably would have been andy's if right it's still working exactly like neil this is just like lucky for you because <laughs> if this whole thing wasn't happening right now you probably wouldn't have those cases so mm -hmm. and i'm sure he knows it oh yeah but he doesn't want to let that show like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's neil um and Joanna's, oh, Joanna's just like, goodbye, Neil. And the next time you want to conceal evidence from us, don't. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And as they start walking away, like, Neil calls out in front of the whole office and says, oh, I've been meaning to ask, how's your father, Andy? Mm. And when this happened, I was like, oh, no. Like, I know. I was like, oh. so I had seen the TikTok of what's about to happen. Like, I had seen this on TikTok, oh. not even understanding what was happening. <laughs> no context, just yeah, Chris like, Evans. Yeah, no context. <laughs> yeah, just Chris Evans and whatever he's about to do. And I was just like, oh my God. So then when it actually, like, was happening, like, when it got to this point, I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Like, now <laughs> I know why. And I was like, oh my God, like, Neil has the guts right now to yes, say this for real i was not expecting this to happen like i didn't me either i i don't know why i didn't think like he would he wouldn't find out but mm -hmm. it makes sense that he I does think, like 
yeah like I would think maybe like in court like it would come up like I didn't Mm -hmm. think it would come up like now like yeah randomly before um the trial exactly and Andy like is shocked and he's just like what did you say and Neil is just trying to play it cool and like oh I asked about your father like how is he doing you know I knew criminal law was a passion of yours but I had no idea it was the family business and he took it so far right like dude you may have found out about like this piece of evidence whatever you think it is but you don't need to rub it in his face about what his father did in his past that's exactly in front of everybody that he yeah. used to work with like it's just his way of trying to be dominant over andy and it's exactly. disgusting <laughs> yeah and as we know like andy has a short fuse right like he, oh yeah like he'll get like really intense right like he'll mm-hmm. get angry and stuff as we've seen before like he's like randomly snapped at yeah. um at jacob but like he'll apologize really quickly but still mm-hmm. like we know that he has like a short fuse so right. like when we see him like go after neil i was like you got like you deserve this exactly um and andy <laughs> as we just said um has a short fuse and he throws neil up against the wall and starts like he gets in his face and yells he's like you think this is a joke and duffy like pops up and like you know pulls andy off of him like come on like you don't need to do all this and neil makes the comment like you don't you can't lecture me about concealing things which thing is like he's right (laughs) yes it's fair like it's both sides like the cell phone and then andy's father father. are both pretty important factors in this case so exactly i can't i can't say too much about neil on that line but everything else like i just Mm -hmm. despise this man completely same okay i i agree 100 (laughs) percent. but like then we see a soft side from duffy Mm -hmm. which i was shocked at this point we don't see that ever yeah and especially not with like andy because she's admitted to andy like do you really think we're like like friends like we don't like see each other outside of the office type of thing Mm -hmm. and we really see like this um this different side of her because um she um she talks to him about her brother and about like how that was like like you know the case with my brother and whatever and like so it's like she's getting into details that like if you were just colleagues, you wouldn't be talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. <clears throat> but, um, they go see Ben's phone. We don't really see much. We just see, like, them taking the phone out of the bag. And yeah. then we cut to Lori, who's waiting for Jacob at, um, Dr. Vogel's office. And, um, we find out that it's Dr. Um, it's Dr. Vogel's last week with jacob mm-hmm. because at the end of the week they're meeting with um joanna and obviously andy as well and they'll be going over everything that she's found out and um it's on the 17th which we find out is jacob's birthday yeah and at first like Lori's like kind of like oh you know it's like that's jacob's birthday and like dr vogel's like okay like we can and like asking if like she wants to change it and Lori's like no no like he has to be tutored so um we'll see you then and at this point I'm like you know his his life is already like 
sucking so bad because of this whole trial it is yeah and now, like on his birthday he has to be like tutored right like it's plus, a summer you're going yeah plus you're going to find out like what happened like with dr vogel like you're finding out his results and i'm just like this poor kid right like like at least give the kid like a break like a day to just do whatever on his birthday he doesn't need to be mm-hmm. tutored then especially because it's summer exactly like you're just yeah, it's summer yeah you like, give him that one day to like be a child you know yeah be especially before the trial so- kicks off officially mm-hmm. so do this yeah. one thing for the kid exactly and like you see he's very quiet so like dr yeah. was like oh he was probably like talked out which like do we really believe this like the kid doesn't speak often yeah. like he's very like one one word like type of guy yeah like, he, he gets off emotionless. like this shifty vibe like he's just ready to get out of there and mm-hmm. it's kind of that look where maybe you're at like an event or a family thing or whatever and you're kind of like looking at your parents like can we go but like not yeah. saying it <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how he's acting so yeah and then like you see jacob's like walking out the door and like Lori's just like standing there like in disbelief like yeah she's looking back at dr vogel and she's just like smiling so like Lori nods and smiles back and like she leaves mm-hmm. and like once she leaves dr vogel's like smile fades yeah and like, i'm like oh that doesn't seem good yeah no. <laughs> and i feel bad and, like no- yeah and like now like Lori and jacob are in the car they're just like nobody's speaking it's quiet in there like mm-hmm. but like Lori's not enjoying the silence she oh, needs to not. know what's happening so yep. she's like how was your session and as usual my man jacob's gotta be like <laughs> it was fine annoying of course but he was all talked out so I'm right like, mm-hmm. and Lori obviously needs to know more about, like, why it was annoying. Yeah. And he's like, she just asks me the same questions every week or different versions of them. And when I call her out on it, she just tries to play dumb. Like, she didn't realize she already asked me. And I'm just like, you are so smart because, like, you realize these things. Like, he's he's understanding, like, that she's, like, trying to get an answer out of him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's just, like, not giving her the satisfaction of, like giving her what she wants clearly not because i mean he even says like she just plays dumb and mm-hmm. i mean if he can recognize that i mean that's that shows a lot about how like intelligent he is to pick up on something like that so mm-hmm. yeah and um then like you know like jacob is just like texting on his phone like distracted mm-hmm. and Lori's like who is that like i asked you like who are you texting and, like with reason like i understand like she wants to know who he's texting because also um everything that's happening like you don't know who to trust right yeah definitely and he's like nobody dylan and Lori's like dylan stone and jacob's like dylan is at sleepaway camp and that one of the kids at the camp doesn't believe that dylan knows jacob so you can see that like jacob is being like known by a lot of people now a lot yeah. of people are like paying attention to who he is and he doesn't seem to have a problem with it Oh, he's like he's amused him, right? like, he's amused by he, it like yeah. a celebrity like oh my gosh they they want to know who i am mm-hmm. but and this is normal because he's not used to like all this attention right so mm-hmm. it's different for him he's liking it and um Lori decides to bring up sarah mm-hmm. which like we know the conversation the last conversation that they had together yep um where he 
said a not nice thing to her mm-hmm. whereas like Lori may not know so she's like I haven't heard of her in a while like it's good for you to have someone your own age to talk to and Jacob's just like we're not talking <laughs> and like Lori like right away like blames him she's like is that yeah. you're doing and he's like mom don't please yeah like, I don't understandable. I don't know if it's because, like, obviously she has her doubts about uh, Jacob already, but like, if she she's kind of made the comment in the past episode where she says like Sarah's nice, like she seems sweet. So I don't know mm-hmm. if she's if she's blaming him because of like her doubt or because she picked up on like how nice Sarah is already. But yeah. either way, yes, it is his doing. So she picked up yeah, on that exactly. either way exactly and then we just like see we're cut back to the um courthouse where andy is going through ben's phone mm-hmm. and the messages are all like normal messages like him to his parents like yeah him to um him to his mom like they're all like normal teenage messages you know yeah like nothing out of the ordinary like picture of um ben's mom that uh, like uh, sent a picture to him of her and Ben saying Aunt Lee sent her that photo. So it's, like, it's all, like, conversations that, like, you're having with your parents. Like, nothing out of the ordinary that's, like, mm, he knows something or, like, there's right. a reason why he was killed, you know? And it seems just very, like, wholesome. And mm-hmm. I don't mean to be that person, but I'm, like, it's, they're kind of pictured as, like, this this perfect family. Just, like, how the Barbers kind of were, like, from episode one. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously now that we've followed the Barber family, like, for six episodes now, we know that's not the, the like, truth. Um, yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, is that the case for, like, the Rifkins as well? Because mm-hmm. we know, obviously, Sarah's side of the story with Ben, so we clearly know something's up with him. But it just seemed yeah. like, I don't know, the fact that they, that all, the only text messages that they could find were, like, his family and that's it and I'm like does this mm-hmm. I don't know it's just weird to me that we didn't see anything like sent to friends or whatever like to point out yeah the thing that crossed my mind was um that Neil had like at one point I had like question I had put a question mark and I was like I don't know if I'm looking too much into it at this point like now but um I had put a note saying could Neil have erased things off the phone oh because the thing is, is, like, do does somebody, like, have access to the phone before the lawyers do so that, like, they can make sure that nothing has been deleted? Like, That's a good question. I don't know how this works, right? So I had, like, written that down as, like, a note, but I never, like, looked into, like, if it's been, like, if somebody else views it before the lawyers do or not. Well, should have done. I mean, if he did, I mean, that would be tampering with evidence. And yeah. he could get himself into one of these nice little trials if he wants. So yeah. that's all on him, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so then Joanna comes in with coffee and Andy's thanking her. And she just asks, like, have you found anything? And that's when we flash forward to the present again. And Neil um, asks, like, how long... Do you think, like, you and Joanna spent looking at Ben's phone? And Andy says, probably, like, five hours. And so Neil's like, so you went through every email, every text, every photo, video? And Andy's like, yeah, everything. 
And Neil just asks, like, what were you looking for? And Andy just says answers. But apparently, um, you know, the answers they were looking for weren't on that phone, and Neil was able to kind of figure that out. And yeah. he and Andy looks up at Neil, but he doesn't say anything about it. And mm-hmm. so then we flash back to uh, Joanna signing a sheet, like, that they reviewed the phone. And... <clears throat> You know, she says thank you to Duffy, whatever, and then her phone rings, and she heads out to take care of that, and Duffy and Andy kind of have this moment, um, again, where Duffy kind of shows, like, her soft side towards Andy, which Mm -hmm. we don't see often, and she just says, look, like, I want you to know, I think it was messed up what Neil did, and Andy kind of defends him, saying, like, he's just being a lawyer, like, if I was in his shoes, like, I would probably do the same exact thing and try to cover up the whole phone thing, and Duffy, like, also defends Andy and was like, look, I don't, I think you would have thought about doing that, but you wouldn't have done it, um, when it came to it, like, you would have chosen to do the right thing, but that's not what she was referring to, apparently, um, and Andy's able to figure out that she's talking about the whole father business, and mm-hmm. she tells him that everybody knows, and it started going around the whole um, office the previous day. And, you know, she tells him, like, she's found out that he's serving life at Northern for rape and murder. Um, and they kind of just have this moment where he kind of fills her in on, like, when it happened and that um, Lori and Jacob are aware of the situation. And... You know, Duffy kind of tries to relate with him, saying, like, she has a brother, and um, she knows what it's like to carry something like that around. However, mm-hmm. um, if she needs any, or if he needs any more of her help, like, she she's willing to try, even though her hands are kind of tied on the whole situation. Yeah, and that was really nice of her, you know, yeah. for somebody who apparently isn't his friend. <laughs> exactly, she's yes. really, like, she's really changed. And I don't know if it's maybe because, like, she found out about, like, the father and, like, she really wants to help now. Or if it's just, like, genuine that, like, she doesn't believe Jacob could have done this. Like, or she sees how, like, hard Andy's working to, like, try and get him to, like, get the um, the case, like, thrown out that it's not going to be Jacob, right? So, right. Yeah. Um, change of heart. <laughs> yes. We love to see it. And... As, like, a final, like, piece of their conversation, Duffy says, make sure you don't underestimate Neil because he sounds real sure that he's going to win too sure. And at that point, like, their conversation is done because Joanna comes back in and, you know, says, like, should we leave? Um, So while they're leaving, Joanna tells Andy, like, she heard um, from her assistant that her assistant's niece which is, um, who is also Jacob's age, um, she is somehow found out that Jacob is online. <laughs> and if I couldn't tell you, like, I I knew this was going to come up, like, and be a oh, big deal. Because especially when you name your social media account Jacob's, it's... <laughs> I can't, like, you I can't. You can't expect that to, to last very long without anyone finding out, but... Exactly. For for someone with like such an intelligence on and able to pick up on things, Jacob's not too quick to pick up on other things. I guess I don't know. 
Exactly. So. Yeah, no. And even, like, his face is on it. So, like, who else yeah. would have done that, you know? Right. Like, and the caption he made, it's just, like, it was too much for it not to, like, for it to be somebody else and not him, right? Like, he, yeah. everybody knows it was him who did this. Yeah. He didn't think at all before like, he did any of that. No. He thought it was, like, funny. And I'm just like, oh. Disgusting. Come on, man. Yeah. But then Andy comes home. And Ooh. Andy ain't happy. Oh, no. He is raging. <laughs> yeah like this is when you see him in like one of those moments and i'm like yes i get it i get it because like also andy's doing so much to help his son like we've literally seen him stalk like three different people last episode yeah just to like freaking help out his son and then his son does like stupid things like this right yeah he's he's not really repaying his father for the favor at all exactly like and Andy's like fuming. Like he's like, "Where is Jacob?" Mm-hmm. And like Lori's like, "Oh, he's upstairs." Like, how did it go with the phone? <laughs> and like he's just like, "It was a bust." And then he's like screaming like Jacob's name, and like yeah. he just like ran like rams into his room. Like doesn't even knock nothing. No. And just it's like, "Are you Jacobs? Answer me, Dom. Damn it!" And I'm like. I'm like, oh, oh, this is gonna happen right yeah. now. And like, Lori's, Lori's trying to calm him down, and I'm just like, you don't even know what's happening. Like, when you find out what's happening, you will flip. Like, she's even yeah. crazier than Andy with this type of thing, right? Yeah. So I'm, just, I'm so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's literally the last 25 seconds left. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're good. It's giving me a chance to take a bite of my toffee. <laughs> Yes, yes, do it. I'm just like, oh my god. I hear my dad screaming and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Alright, it's like empty net and there's like 22 seconds left mm. and it hit the post. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, so heartbreaking. If you heard him screaming, it's okay, we're winning. But oh, I good. mean, he was, yeah, he was just freaking out and I'm just like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I even told him, I'm like, we're, I'm filling a podcast right now. I'm like, so please stop. Right, uh, it's all right all right so sorry about that if it happens again i'm gonna try and mute myself in time <laughs> you're good you're good all right so um like Lori's trying to calm andy andy down and jacob is like it's not that big of a deal oh kid and i'm like it is honey you're literally going to um like you're going to court because yeah people think you killed a kid and you made a joke about it on social media. But How no. How is that not a big deal? It's, it's not a big deal at all. Jeez. Oh and, like, Andy is so mad. Like, he's probably, like, seeing red. He's yeah. like, don't tell me what's not a big deal. And he's like, show your mother. Show her what you've been up to. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm like, Lori's about to freaking freak yes. out, too. And she's like, mm jacob like she's freaking out she's like oh my god and he's like it's just a dumb joke and this is where you see him like back to being like um 14 years old and not understanding like the extent of yeah what's happening definitely and i i will bring up something like that later on in the episode when he refers to something but i just want everyone to remember this moment where he's just being a kid through and through Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so um I'm just like, you think this is a joke, but it's not. Like, you're, you need to start thinking about these things and what they can do. 
and andy's like do you have any idea what this looks like joking about being a murder suspect and he's like it's not like anyone even knows who it is this and kid. i'm like honey your face is on there so naive <clears throat> like and and he's like e- everybody knows how do you think i know exactly and it's true like at this point like you know like when people are like like kids are like oh my parents won't know like don't worry about it like our parents know sometimes like they mm-hmm. see things like and especially like andy like he knows people like he has connections this is bad yeah i mean and Lori's parent- like go ahead mm, go ahead yeah no Lori's just like calm down and i'm like mm, don't tell him to calm down oh no like not a good idea no because at this point like he knows that this is gonna like if this goes to court Mm -hmm. this is like evidence you know yeah and that's what he tells um that's what he tells jacob he's like this is evidence and he's like you're either too stupid or too arrogant to know the difference and Mm. jacob's like i'm not stupid and then andy like really like jabs at him like he's really angry and he's like then what's wrong with you yeah and And jacob's like nothing mm. you're making too big of a deal out of this yeah and it's like to you this question is for you do you think he's making too big of a deal out of this like if that was if you were in andy's position would you oh i would have been exactly what andy was doing that's exactly how i feel like whether or not 100 it doesn't matter which position i'm in like andy's or jacob's like i can recognize if i do something stupid like, mm-hmm. and if it's going to be something like this, I wouldn't even try to do something like that because I know how big of a deal it is. So, yeah, Jacob is just frustrating me a lot this yeah. episode. So. And it's even, like, Lori telling, like, Andy to calm down. I'm just like, mm-hmm. honey, if you would have found out before him... Oh, you probably would have went and told f- all the reporters in the city. Yeah. And, like, you would have been freaking out. You would have, like, started with, like, your, like, hypotheticals yes so like give give it another like 30 minutes and you'll come up with your ideas of why you think he posted that exactly (laughs) like and that's why like andy's just like so angry because he knows how this can damage like the whole like case yeah he's like they can wave this in front of the jury they're gonna say it shows consciousness of guilt that that's the phrase they're gonna use like he knows he's probably used it on people before Uh you know yeah and she's like he's like this is this is they're gonna say this is how you see yourself a psycho and they're gonna use that word over and over again and Lori's like andy enough and i think at this point like it's her realizing like oh my god this is all too real like yeah could have literally messed up the whole case yeah she's probably taking it like oh my goodness like either one my my worst fears are being realized or Two, do I sound as crazy as Andy does right now any other time? Because it's, yeah. I just think it's rich that Lori's just like, calm down, that's enough. And it's like, "Uh, honey, Mm -hmm. think about what you've done. Yeah, and Lori's mm. like, stop it already, you're scaring him. And I had written, like, at that point, I think she's saying that because not only is he scaring Jacob, he may be, like, also scaring Lori, because like yeah. she's also just like finding out about out of this and she's yeah. probably like freaking out like this is gonna make it even worse the case like this is 
who knows what this means now. Yeah, and the way that he approaches it, though, he's like, do you realize what they want to do to you? And it's like, mm-hmm. I get he's he's upset. Like, I 100% support him, and like, yes, this is terrible, but you can't say that to your kid, because he's basically alluding to the fact, like, these people want to lock you up in prison, like, possibly put, like, you through the death penalty. Like, it's not... Mm-hmm. You can't say that to your, what, 15-year-old kid, and... yeah expect that to be okay with your spouse or your child exactly and also that line also made me think of when andy was a child and went to see his father and the mother kept saying like billy stop you're scaring him like stop i'm like parallels he's yeah like he's not even realizing it but like he's doing the exact same thing now to like jacob yeah, and like without even realizing it. It's definitely a parallel, but, but mm-hmm. I feel like the the intention behind it is different. Yes, like Billy was doing it intentionally like to, to t- like ma- as a joke. Yes, whereas to, Andy is not. Yeah, he just wants his son to understand like how serious this whole thing is and to like be better, I suppose you could say. Whereas Billy is just like, yeah. "Oh, like I want to laugh at your expense and see you suffer and like creep you out." So, yes, they, they're both acting very similar, just not with the same purpose, um, mm-hmm. which we I'm glad we can notice that, because if we yeah. couldn't, that would be a bit rough, but, mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah, and so Andy's just, like, he should be scared, because I'm scared, and I that kind of, like, supports what we're saying, like, he, he's mm-hmm. terrified of this, and he just wants to make sure, like, his son is understanding that and feeling the same way. Um, and Jacob, again, acting like a child, is just like, it was a joke. Like, I can just delete it. And Andy says, like, the phrase I feel like all adults tell their children, it doesn't mean that it goes away if you delete it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this, this phrase has been repeated to me so many times, whether it's by, like, adults or teachers or whoever. And I feel like I tell my own students that, too. I'm like, you realize, like, whatever you put on the internet, like, there's always a way to bring it back up. So, whatever you, whatever you're putting out there, just be be prepared for the, for the consequences of your actions. So, I wish Jacob could have heard that message before he decided to make this decision, but... Um, Mm -hmm. and so he just apologizes and says he's sorry. And Andy is just like, you can't do things like this. And Jacob again says, like, I said, I'm sorry. And I get it. You're sorry, Jacob, but it still doesn't change the fact of what you did. And Lori is like, I think he should just delete it anyway. And Andy's just like, well, yeah, you're right. He's going to delete it. He's going to do it right now. Because it can't happen again. Like, like I yeah. feel like everything kind of, like, it didn't necessarily calm down, but you could kind of feel, like, the tension was starting to lower. And then as soon as Andy said that, it just rose back up again because he got fired up. And, yeah. And so Jacob does end up, like, deleting it and showing them his phone. Um, and at that point, Lori walks away. And Jacob just kind of, like, throws his phone down and just, like, curls up in his bed. And Andy's still standing there. And he calms down, <clears throat> like he always does. This time it took a little bit longer than normal. Um, mm-hmm. And he just apologizes. Like, he shouldn't have lost his temper. He was just trying to look out for Jacob. And you have to understand that. And Jacob just says, leave me alone. And Andy yeah. tries to get him to talk. And Jacob's just like, please, just leave me alone. And then Andy, like, 
says okay, and then he doesn't really do anything, and, and, and Jacob's just like, so go, like, and then he, after telling his father to go, and Andy starts to, Jacob's just like, there's nothing wrong with me, like, I know exactly what they're going to do to me, I don't need you to tell me that, and uh, I'm like, kid, why would you do this then? Like, if, if you're fully aware of what's, what's possibly going to happen, why would you make that even more of a reality by doing something like that? Mm-hmm. But, That's you know. the thing. Like, I think he doesn't, he doesn't realize he's just in over his head. Yeah, definitely. And maybe, like, trying to hide his, like, how scared he is by, like, making these jokes, but not realizing um, how serious this could be yeah i can see that because i mean even in like the the earlier episodes like he does make jokes i mean they're kind of like sick perverted jokes or whatever but he is that kind of person that kind of like has these jokes that he likes to tell so that might be like something he does to kind of relieve his own stress a little bit about the whole situation i can see that Mm -hmm. yeah and then we um we cut to a tvn prison playing a news channel and they're talking about Jacob and Billy because now obviously everybody knows oh yeah and so the news reporter says an unexpected twist tonight in the Jacob Barber case we have confirmed that Newton a Massachusetts teenager is the grandson of William Barber a man who earned the nickname Bloody Billy after he was convicted of raping and killing a young Connecticut woman and right there already doesn't look good for him no not at all they're just like they're just like and the fact that like everybody needs to know this now right so it's like he's serving a life a life sentence for those crimes presently awaiting trial the younger barber is accused of murdering his classmate uh, benjamin rifkin in cold springs park will there be a family reunion behind bars and i'm just like are you guys literally making a joke about this like right right now seriously and i feel like it's like they're already convicting jacob by saying exactly what his grandfather did and it's it's like it's not Mm -hmm. right like there's a way to present facts about what andy's father did without necessarily connecting it to the case that jacob's involved in and saying like oh like jacob's gonna end up there too with his grandfather how fun it's disgusting and then like then they bring Andy into this because they're like, this yeah. entire case has been remarkable from the outset. You'll recall that the accused, accused father, Andrew Barber, was in fact the assistant district attorney initially in charge of the Rifkin murder investigation, an investigation that ended with the arrest of Mr. Barber's own son. Right. And I'm like, thank you for that beautiful news report. Like, I mean... If they were looking for views, I mean, I'm sure they certainly got them with that because... Oh, yeah. That's That'll get people's uh, attention. But mm-hmm. the thing that caught my attention is, like, you see this this uh, um, news report on the television, and then you see um, Billy's face, and, like, everybody in the prison is, like, cheering when his name is mentioned in yeah. the report, but he actually looks kind of conflicted. Like, he, he does not mm-hmm. look, like, thrilled about the idea of his, like, grandson following in his footsteps. Like, he looks like yeah. he's concerned... Um, which I kind of found shocking because the way he acted with Andy, that's like the furthest thing I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that that was something I was just kind of like okay that's different Mm -hmm. but I mean I'm okay with it if you want to act like a concerned grandfather that's fine by me yeah so we see um we see Andy reading the article like Mm -hmm. on his laptop and he obviously does not look happy no no and Lori like comes in asking like are you gonna take the garbage out or should I I'm like, he doesn't even care. Like, he's focusing on, like, this article, and he's like, it's everywhere. And Lori's like, it is what it is. And I'm like, okay, Lori, honey, like, news almost came out because of you. Right. And, and like, it is what it is. Like, they're, they're basically saying your son is guilty. Like, you don't just say, like, oh, whatever to that. That's... <laughs> Like, I don't is it because you've accepted it? And, maybe. like, you're like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Ugh. But I'm just like, honey, Lori. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not the move, like, honey. No. She's, like, she's either too stressed or, like, too chillaxed about this whole situation. Yeah, there's never a middle area at all. Never. Never with her. And um, then we actually see Andy taking out the garbage, and he notices a parked car that's near their house. And, like, he's staring at it and walks back inside. And so he just asks Lori, like, have you noticed this old blue car on the block recently, like a Lincoln? And she's like, I don't think so. Like, why? Who is it? And she's like, I don't know. I saw him, like, idling in front of the McGreevy's house the other day, now in front of the Parsons. And they both go out to see the car. Yeah. And, like, he's gone. Yeah. And he's like, it's probably nothing. Like, it's okay. At this point, like, we don't know either, right? Like, we're all confused. Which, two things. One, I found it funny because when they go out and Lori's like, she's like, where is it? He clearly said it's parked in front of the Parsons house. But she's, like, looking all Mm -hmm. over the neighborhood. And I'm like, woman, look to the left. It's (laughs) not that hard. And and two, the first time I watched this, I don't know what I was doing, but I completely missed half of this scene because I had no idea why they were outside looking for a car. I'm like, what happened? And I was so confused. I didn't even try to like rewind. I was like, "Eh, whatever, I'll just keep watching and see if I can figure it out. But I was like so confused the first time. I don't know what I was doing, but. Hopefully everybody else pays a lot closer attention to me or than me than uh <laughs> than I did the first time around, but yeah, um and this uh, next scene it's almost like a deja vu because mm-hmm. Andy is sleeping and his phone rings and we see the unknown number um pop up again which is exactly what happened in the last episode that's how it ended I believe. And Andy answers the phone, and you can tell he's frustrated. He's like, look, I don't know who this is, but if you keep calling this number, and he pauses. And you only hear his side of the conversation. And he's like, who? Oh, right, yeah, okay. Of course, I remember. When? All right, I'll find it. So at this point, we have really no solid idea of what just happened, but it doesn't really take long to figure it out, because in the next scene, Andy enters a diner, and we see Matt sitting there. Um, mm-hmm. And if you don't recall, Matt is like the um, younger kid who said that um, he 
was sexually assaulted by Leonard Patz, if I'm correct, in a library. Yes. Um, yeah, Andy basically barged into their uh, house and yes. <laughs> tried to make Matt feel bad about not coming clean. So that's where we're at at this point. So Andy asks him, like, he sits down, he's like, what's going on? And Matt is like, look, I'm, I'm sorry I called you so late. And Andy cuts him off. He's like, yeah, whatever, it's okay, what's up? And... Matt kind of looks uncomfortable a little bit, and Andy, I, th- I think, calls calms down a little bit. He's like, look, you had something that you wanted to tell me. And Matt's like, I do, it's just... And then Andy, again, cuts him off, and he's like, wait, like, were you the one that was uh, waiting outside of my house? And Matt has no idea about that, so then Andy just kind of brushes it off and asks him to talk, and... And Matt is just, like, really unsure about coming to him about this because he doesn't feel like it's his business, but he really can't sleep over everything that's going on. And he tells Andy that Jacob didn't do it, um, which he said that, and I was like, how does he know? I know. Where did that come from? I was freaking out at this point. I was like, oh my god, is the case going to be over? Like, what? Well, I looked at the episodes. I'm like, well, there's still two episodes left. Like, what Mm -hmm. more is there to figure out if you didn't do it? Like, I'm so confused. Um, And so then we we flash to the the courthouse in a conference room. And we have Duffy there. We have Lynn, Neil, Joanna, Andy, Matt, and then Matt's mother. We have a whole gang in this conference room. And... Um, Lynn is basically leading this interview with Matt and she asks him to tell her about Leonard Patz and where, um, they met. And he says he was at C&M, which is a pizza place. And it was about a year ago, um, last summer. And so apparently he's 16 now because he was 15 at the time. So regardless, he's a minor. So I just want to make that clear. Um, and... Matt's mother kind of interjects and says, like, I haven't heard anything about this until this morning. Like, just want to make that clear. So no one judges me for my parenting. Um, Yeah. And so Matt continues and he says, Pat's came up to him and asked if he wanted something to eat and that he would buy Matt anything he wanted if he would just sit with him because he didn't like being alone. Um, So Matt was like, okay, sure. Um, He was really excited about the whole free food idea. And we kind of get this flashback of um, those two. And Leonard comes up to him. And he's like, hey. And Matt's just like, okay, what's up? And Leonard asks him if he wants a quarter so he can play the game again that he's currently playing. And mm-hmm. then we um, hear Matt talking about, like, so we're eating. And he's trying to sound like some tough guy to impress me. And he's just kind of playing along with it and, like, letting Leonard Patz think that Matt can't tell what a loser he is. And after yeah. a while, Leonard Patz is, like, trying to talk about, like, how sweet his apartment is and how he's got alcohol there. And he, he asks Matt if he wants to go back and hang out with him, which is so weird. Like... Yes. Like, all things aside, like sexual assault and all that like you do not ask a 15 year old to hang out with you when you're clearly like i'm i don't know how old he is like maybe upper 30s i don't know yeah. but way too old <laughs> that's 
I mean, I'm not even 30 yet, and I'm still not going to ask a 15-year-old to hang out with me, unless they're my (laughs) family, but still. And Lynn asks, like, well, did you go back and hang out with him at his apartment? And Matt's just like, no. Like, I knew what he wanted. And Mm -hmm. he was very clear with Leonard Patz and told him straight up that he wasn't going to go anywhere with him. But maybe if he had some money, then they could work something out. So basically they came to this deal that if Leonard Patz gave Matt $100, then Leonard Patz could touch him over his pants. And, (laughs) oh, kid, why? That's, uh... I know. So disturbing um and he agreed to that um right away and so apparently like they would meet up like here and there like different places and just do like the same exact thing whenever leonard pats had cash and lynn asks like well did he ever try for more and matt does say like one time he asked if he could actually like go beneath his pants and matt told him he would break his arm which good for you Mm -hmm. um and Lynn asks how he reacted, and Matt was very clear, like, he, he backed off, which Leonard Patz is clearly, like, the kind of guy who doesn't like confrontation, um, is what I yeah. got from that. Like, he's very much, like, the kind of guy who's like, oh, like, you won't do this for 50, well, how about, like, 100, that's fine by me, oh, you don't want to do that, okay, I'll back up. So, yeah, uh, this still doesn't make me like him anymore, but, ugh. No. And, so... Lynn asks how many meetups they had in total, and Matt reveals, like, six or seven, something like that, and Lynn asks about the one at the library, and uh, Matt says, like, that was the last time that it happened, um, and Leonard said that he didn't want to pay anymore, um, and Matt told him, like, if if he didn't, he would just report him, and that's why he reported him in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and Neil, being Neil, is just like, I don't see how this relates to our case. And Matt is just like, well, you see, that was his whole reason for dropping me. He said there was this new kid he was into, some kid named Ben. And everyone just kind of, like, stops for a second. And they're like, uh, like, just Ben? There was no last name given? And... Matt is just like, no, but I know it was the same kid because of the park, um, because that's where Leonard met him. And <laughs> so and we know this because of yeah, the pictures. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're very much aware that Leonard knew Ben and we know it's the same Ben. They just don't know that. So, which is frustrating for us as the viewer, because we're like, come on, like, he's i don't know if everything he's telling is the truth but he's clearly on to something because we know part of this so oh it's frustrating um and so lynn is like so you're saying like leonard pat's new ben rifkin and matt just says i don't think he actually knew him but he spoke to him a couple of times and mostly just watched him which again we are very aware of we know he was watching him and um Matt says, like, he called Ben beautiful. That was the exact word that he used when describing Ben. And Lynn was like, okay, is that all? And Matt's like, yeah. But at this point, he he glances at Andy, and then he's like, oh, wait. Which is very odd to me. Not convincing mm-hmm. at all with what he's about to say. 
because he's like, oh, wait, he also had a knife. I only saw it once, but he carried it around sometimes in case anyone, like, gave him a hard time, and he tried to give it to me for money, um, but I basically didn't want it. And I'm just like, dude, you're, mm, I don't, I don't know how much of this is true, but I, know. I didn't get the vibe that that was true at all because of the way he looked at Andy and then added to his story. Mm-hmm. So, mm, and it seems kind of like everyone else kind of gets that idea, but Lynn is like, well, what it looked like? And Matt's just like, it's a knife. Like it has those little teeth on the side and you know. Lynn asks him, why did it take you this long to come forward? And Matt's just like, I, I got a record, like, with the possession charge, and, you know, I lied about the whole library thing, and I just kind of wanted to stay out of this whole shindig fiasco. But he heard that Andy's kid was getting blamed for it, so he just kept thinking about it. And Neil steps in, he's like, hold on, did Mr. Barber compel you to come forward? And... Matt's like, what do you mean compel me? And Lynn's just like, did you feel pressured in any way by Mr. Barber? And Andy... Yes, go ahead. In this moment, when they were like, compel, I was literally like, vampire Vampire diaries. Oh, yes! (laughs) I felt the same way. I'm like, who we compelling here? Yes. Compel, (laughs) huh? Yeah, and I'm just, I think like at that point, like Matt doesn't even understand what that means. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's totally. Just like, yeah, I, I need more info on what you mean by this. Mm-hmm. And Andy tries to step in, and he's like, "Look, Matt called me with this information." And at that point, Lynn's just like, "No, like let Matt answer." And mm-hmm. so Matt's just like, "No, I mean, he came to me first. I mean, I didn't tell him anything, so I guess I don't know. It was a little bit of both." And Lynn's just like she needs like a straight answer like yes or no like were you coached in any way by mr Mm -hmm. barber and matt's just like no like i told you the truth and i have no reason to lie and again with neil and his big mouth he's like really because you've made it pretty clear that you would do a lot of things for money and i literally like my jaw dropped when he said this same like i was like oh like it's disgusting because it's the fact that he doesn't believe it at all even though it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's technically like, I don't know. It's so inappropriate. It's, it's like statutory mm-hmm. because I don't care yes. if there's money involved, like who wanted it, whatever. It's still inappropriate and disgusting. And the fact that Neil mm-hmm. doesn't care at all about it and he uses that against Matt shows what kind of human being he is. And I will never, never, ever like Neil from this point forward yeah and it's also like he's a kid like he doesn't understand like he's just taking the money he's just like yeah Yeah. like he's not understanding to the full extent like what is happening to him exactly like he just sees it as an opportunity Mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh neil dude you need to stop please please just leave the show at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> some kind of tragic accident involving neil he can leave but obviously yeah. we know that doesn't happen because he's in like the present scenes but mm-hmm. sad day anyway so joanna is like 
shocked by this and she says like it's outrageous the fact that he even said that and matt's mother is even like surprised and she says like that's my kid you're talking about and lynn even tells him to like step back like neil you know just kind of leave us be you can be in the room but leave us be and so lynn thanks matt for coming in um and like recognizes like it wasn't easy and um duffy takes Matt and his mother out and then Neil mm-hmm. takes a seat next to Lynn and Lynn says like she doesn't know what to think about it and Neil again makes it very clear he doesn't believe anything um and that it's too convenient and he can't believe that they're even entertaining this idea which again it, that got me angry it yes yeah, like it doesn't matter um like whether or not Matt is saying Leonard Pats did it or whatever, it's the fact that he doesn't he doesn't care that there's inappropriate actions mm-hmm. between a an adult and a minor. Like it's the fact that like he says like we're entertaining it like like it's all a joke. Like yeah. it doesn't really matter what he's saying. It's just like whatever. Like he's just messing around. Yeah, and like, it's this like is serious. And he only cares about what's relevant to his case and the fact that he's like, "Oh, well, there's a kid basically being raped." Uh, not my problem. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Uh um Yeah, so so Lynn says like they'll they'll get a search warrant for Pat's home to see if they can find the knife. And Andy, you know, thanks her. Um however, I don't really think that they're convinced with the whole story like yes we'll do the warrant to kind of like make you happy just based on like what we've heard but they're i think they're still pretty much on the idea that it was andy's son it was jacob yeah so but mm-hmm. and um then we cut to jacob going down the stairs and he's in a suit and Lori's at the kitchen table like waiting for him and he's like, is this good enough? And Lori's like, let me see. Like, the pants are too short. The arms are too... And she's, like, freaking out. And, like, Jacob's mm-hmm. just like, it's not a... Like, it's a trial. It's not a fashion show. <laughs> and she's like, I just want you to look your best. Like, the, let, let people see how handsome you are. These things are important. But she and has I'm a point. Like, kind of. Yeah, she does have a point. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. But, like, if he's wearing, like, a nice suit, it doesn't mean, like, okay, like never mind he's wearing a nice suit he yeah. didn't murder ben right know? yeah it's like, like she makes it sound like the look is going to be like what gets them to exactly believe that he didn't do it and i'm just like okay Lori. yeah calm there's, down there's a lot of emphasis i feel like i don't know if this is how it is in real life i've never been inside a courthouse and i plan to keep it that mm-hmm. way um yeah but i they always like put so much emphasis on the way somebody looks in tv shows mm-hmm. when they go to court and again like you said like that's not going to be the thing that really changes their mind however if somebody does show up in like you know sweatpants and like a ratty t-shirt and like their hair is gross mm-hmm. they're probably it's probably not going to help you so it's important but it's not going to really i think affect you a whole lot so as yeah. long as you're showing up nice i don't think it's really going to make a difference exactly so. and that's when like Andy enters the house and they like he goes to the kitchen and Lori's like his suit needs altering again and Andy's like only if there's a trial and Lori's like what do you mean and Andy's like 
Lynn approved a search of Paz's house, and Jacob's like, so they think it's him. <clears throat> and Andy's like, well, no, not yet. Obviously, if they find the knife, that changes everything, but at least this puts him back on the radar. And for me, I'm just like, you're putting so much, like, you're writing so much on, like, you find the knife at Paz's yes. house. That, like, what if you, like, you're giving, like, your family, like, all this false hope, possibly, you know? Yeah, he's, like, jumping the gun on this whole thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, how how can you even be so positive if you have no idea if there's even a knife matching that description? Where mm-hmm. we totally know that there was one matching that description in your own house. So, uh... That you yeah. threw in the garbage. Exactly. Like, at this point, I'm like, oh. And Lori's like, well, that's something, right? And Andy's like, I know it's him. Like, I know it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, God. Like, Andy, I know you want to believe it's him because you don't want it to be your son. And you want this to, like, just be easy and go away. But, like, that's not how it works. You can't you read minds. Like, you're not... You're not psychic. You can't read minds. Like, just chill out. Mm-hmm. You don't exactly know everything that's happening, buddy. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's when his phone rings and he, like, goes to answer it in another room. And Lori's just like, you go change to um, Jacob. And when Andy answers the phone, Ooh. we find out that it's Billy. So Bloody he's Billy. Like, there he is. Mm-hmm. And Andy's just like, how'd you get this number? And Billy answers like, your wife gave it to me yeah okay and andy's like yeah not ha- like not true and billy's like no we get our own like you know we call it economy in here believe me there's tougher things to get than a phone number and yeah. andy's just like well you wasted your money like he's not entertaining this he's just like no. why are you why do you have my number like why are you calling and billy's like hey don't hang up come on i did what you asked didn't i And then he, like, goes to mention Lori. Lori. He's like, she's a real doll, your wife. I mean, even better looking in person. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this, like, oh, I was so, like, slime. Like, I just want to take a shower after that. Slime I'm just like, ew. Yeah, it's not okay. And, like, Andy's like, don't. I'm sure if Andy would have seen him in person, he would have, like, smashed the freaking window to, like, get to billy and like billy's like what it's a compliment she's my daughter-in-law and he's like jesus so what kind of like a sick person do you think i am um the kind that murders and rapes women exactly i'm just like (laughs) what kind of question is that question yeah and andy's like i know exactly what kind and he's like look i appreciate you helping and um billy's like talking about how on the news the other day they mentioned how andy's his kid and andy's like yeah i saw and billy's like i want you to know like i had nothing to do with that i said that to nobody and i'm uh, just like these things come out yeah and at, like at that point i realized i was like we don't know how it came out no because like obviously somebody had to say it right like it had to come from somewhere but like where did it come from and i don't want to sound naive or anything because you know Billy is a terrible person. I want to make that clear right mm-hmm. now. But, like, the way that he talks after the whole, like, Lori comment, <clears throat> like, he's like, you know, I, I want you to know I had nothing to do with that. Like, he he almost sounds like he's trying to be upfront and sincere, like, mm-hmm. making sure Andy knows because he doesn't want him to think that he did it and, like, think even more poorly about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I, I did, like, feel that way um, immediately, like, when I saw that. I was like, oh, like... 
he's the kind of person that like murders women so I'm like are you like a sociopath and like can pretend to be caring or are you actually care about this whole thing I know so. and that's the thing like <laughs> he's like the real vultures right and like and he's like okay but like is this why you called and he's like yeah i mean like that and i thought we can talk some more and like this is where like you're kind of seeing like billy in a different side because like yeah. usually like he well not usually like the one time we saw him was when he was a kid like when andy was a kid and he was like taunting him right and like you see that like he's not doing that anymore like he's trying to communicate with him yeah like is it like all those years in jail like change of heart like seeing that now like his grandson is going through the same thing like who knows what it is but he wants to communicate with his son and the way that he is like talking to him you can tell he kind of feels a little bit uncomfortable like he Mm -hmm. he he's not stuttering but he's like yeah i mean like yeah that's why i called that and like i thought we could talk more like he he's trying to like find the words to say and he's not just like like so forthcoming like he has been in the past Mm -hmm. like and violent in ways like that so yeah you can kind of get the vibe that he he is he's not exactly the same as he was when like andy was a child where he's taunting him he's trying a different approach i suppose exactly and um (laughs) andy's like talk and like billy's like listen like i know i wasn't a good father and andy's just like i don't have a father Oh, when he said this, Mm -hmm. Billy's demeanor, like, morphed. Like, he looked so twisted when Andy said this. And he just kind Mm -hmm. of, he exploded. He was not Mm -hmm. happy at all when he said this. No, like, he literally said, he's like, you don't have a, huh, so what are you exactly? Are you, like, a tree? (laughs) Yeah, like, he's, like, angry. That made me laugh. I'm not gonna lie. The way he said it, it was just like, okay, yeah, that, mm-hmm. okay, we're going back to this uh, personality. Yeah, and and Andy's like not entertaining it. He's just like, I gotta go, and Billy's like, yeah, some other time maybe, and Andy's like, I don't think so, and then Billy says, maybe though, mm-hmm. and I'm just like what what do we mean by but then that you watch the next two episodes and you're like oh mm. that's what you meant but i won't yeah. tell you but just remember that this scene happened yeah when i first saw it like he <laughs> said that he when he said maybe though i i originally took it as like oh like he really wants to see his son like he's he's mm-hmm. trying to get over this whole anger and and still find a way to connect with his son before he ends up hanging up on him. And yeah, yeah, I'm. Look, I just have a lot of thoughts about Billy, but I can't mm-hmm. give too much away about that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So that's when um, we cut to a bunch of officers are all around like an apartment building, which we're assuming is Leonard Patz's because obviously. We know that Lynn gave the approval. Yeah. And Duffy arrives and she's like telling them who she wants where. And she's like very, um, she's very like, okay, I want two here, another two there. The rest of you are following me. Like she's very on top of it. Like they know what they're doing. Like they know what they're going in to do. Yeah. And this is not really related to the plot whatsoever, but she... She starts off by saying morning, 
two of the other officers <clears throat> that she's like directing. But like it's pitch black outside and it's summer. So it like the sun starts rising at like 5 a.m. in the summer. So how mm-hmm. early are they up to get into this apartment? Because it, if it's morning, it's probably like 3 a.m. at this point. So yeah, or I, I feel like they're doing it like early so that like they catch him off guard. Yeah, I totally get that. I just thought it was funny. She's like morning, but I'm like it's dark. Like is it yeah. midnight or or I was conf- I like really went back for that too and I was just like wait what did I miss something yeah but yeah. then I realized I didn't <laughs> yeah um just an interesting thing I was confused about so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so then she goes to like the front and she sees like the super who takes care of the apartment building and she's like detective Duffy we spoke earlier we need to get to Leonard Patz's apartment, and he's like two seventeen. So they no go hesitation. up. They enter. Yeah, he's just like giving it to them, and like they go in right away. And you hear like the TV playing in the background. Yeah. And you see like Leonard on the couch sleeping as this movie is like playing, and Duffy knocks on the door. And um, she's like. Mr. Pats, I'm Detective Duffy. I'm assigned to the district attorney's office. We have a warrant to search the premises. Uh-huh. And, like, he, like, wakes up, like, pauses the TV. But, like, he doesn't speak or approach the door. So no. she continues to knock. And she's like, this is the police. Like, open up. Still nothing. Like, he's starting to move closer, but, like, not saying anything. And so she's like, open up, Mr. Pats. Open the door right now. Open the door. We will open it for you. And you can see he's very scared. Like, he looks, like, traumatized Terrified. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And he opens the door, and he's just, like, hiding behind the door, like, scared. They're coming in. Yeah. And they're explaining that, like, they have a search warrant, and he needs to put on some clothes and, like, wait outside. But, like, he looks so scared. I'm just like, what? He, he looks almost like a child. Like, he... Mm-hmm. He he's clearly like much older than that, like thirties, forties, whatever. But like th- his expressions, like his body language, he gives off like this, like terrified little kid, um, and he's like cowering in the corner. Mm-hmm. And okay, one, I didn't feel a single shred of like sympathy for this dude. Let me make that clear. But I was just kind of like, huh, like did he? kill Ben or is he just the kind of guy who's just disgusting and rapes little kids Mm -hmm. like I know I was thinking the same like it was very he seemed like too innocent and too scared in that moment but like we've also like heard of his past so who knows yeah um Um, but um so then we completely leave that situation without really knowing what's going on and we Mm -hmm. see Lori leaving the house to go for a run which shout out to you Lori we love that Mm -hmm. and as she's running she sees the blue Lincoln following her and this is like one of my biggest fears like Mm -hmm. I have recently tried to like start running and something I'm like trying to keep up on and I live like in the country so it's not like I live in like a little suburban area like they do but, like, I'm always terrified that, like, somebody's going to just, like, grab me. And so when yeah. when I saw this, like, I immediately just, like, tensed up. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, don't let this happen, please. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So she's obviously terrified, rightfully. Um, but she continues running, um, and she just she just kind of stops at some point and looks right at the car, and we can't really see who's in it. It's very like it's tinted or there's like a reflection or something, so we don't get to see a clear view of who's in the driver's seat. And then she ends up like sprinting across yards, over fences, mm-hmm. like people's backyards, like she's doing it all. And she ends up getting home safe, thankfully. And she, like, runs in, like, calling for Andy. And we see Andy and Duffy sitting at the kitchen table. And he just says, no knife. And Lori's confused, like, what? What's going on? And Andy's like, they just didn't find the knife in Leonard Patz's apartment when they did the the search. And Duffy's like, well, at least not one that matches the weapon. And Andy's like, well, doesn't mean they're going to stop looking at Pat's, though. And then it's silent for, like, a moment. And Andy kind of, like, senses something is up with Lori and looks at her and is like, honey? And she tells him, like, the blue car was following her. And, you know, he immediately gets up, like, you know, Mm -hmm. concerned, as he should be. And, like, is it there now? And she's like, no, it's gone. And she, she says, like, the driver was too far away. Like, she couldn't get a good look at him. Um... Which, you know, it says he was too far away, so I guess she noticed it was a man. But that's great. Um, Mm -hmm. And Andy is just, like, telling Duffy as he's hugging Lori to comfort her, like, you know, someone's been watching us. Like, we don't know if it's a reporter or, like, a psycho trying to scare us. And Duffy asks, like, do you want to file a report? Which, again, she's being very supportive this whole episode. Like, trying to find something that she can do to help and, you know... Andy and Duffy both realize, like, the report's really not going to do a whole lot. But she does offer, like, if it happens again, they should call her. And if she's in the area, like, she'll try and do something about it. And, you know, Andy says thank you and ends up walking her outside. And he asks, like, are you going to, you're going to stay on Pat's, right? And, you know, Duffy does say, like, we're going to go through everything again. We'll see if we can find anything, like, in a statement. And... Andy tells her, like, he lied to us that day. Like, he said he didn't know Ben Rifkin. And, you know, we're kind of just going off of what Matt said. So it's like, again, you kind of get the vibe that nobody but Andy believes Matt. So Duffy's just kind of like, well, according to your boy McGrath, which is Matt, and, you know, Mm -hmm. which kind of gives the idea, like, she's not too sure about it either. And she's like, look, like, the kid already admitted to trying to frame Pat's on the whole library thing. And Andy's very well aware of that, but he says, I believe him on this one. And he, like, begs her, like, just don't give up on Leonard Pat's. Like, we need this to happen because we're running out of time. And she Mm -hmm. does, like, reassure him, like, that she will try to do her best. And I just, I love this. Like, I know they're not really friends, but it's nice seeing Andy interact with somebody, like, even if it is about the case, like, it's just nice to see him outside of just his family and, yeah. like, seeing somebody else support him. So. Exactly. Yeah. And then Duffy leaves and they're back to the courtroom and Daniel. And Neil's like, did you honestly think that you could avoid a trial? And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know why that made me, like, that question just made me so angry because I'm like... Yeah, he was trying his best. He was trying his best to avoid this. Like, you know that. Like, you know everything he probably did to get to this point. Like, isn't that the best 
possible thing he could have been trying to do. Like, that's the whole point exactly. of his involvement. <laughs> yeah, and Andy's like, delay one at least. Like, if you were mm-hmm. willing to admit that you rushed to judgment, but you refuse to look at anyone else. And, like, I'm glad that, like, Andy's, like, told him that because it's true. Like, technically, at the beginning, like, they only had, they didn't have that much evidence, right? Yeah. So it's like, you should be looking at other people as well. Like, you can't just, like, form a whole case on, like, half a fingerprint and right that another kid said he had a knife, you know? Yeah. So, um, Neil just, like, brushes it off and is like, I want to go, like, to those last few ni- days before the trial. Like, did Lori <clears throat> also share your optimism, uh, optimism that, um, Jacob's trial might be avoided? And, like, Andy's like, uh, yes, I know. Mm-hmm. And Neil's like, what about you? And as it became clear, there was no, like, 11th hour reprieve coming. How were you handling it? And he's like, I did the only thing I could do. I accepted it. Yeah. And that's where, like, we really see, like, he, like, he was fighting the whole time to, like, try and not get the trial to happen, like, he was really Mm -hmm. fighting for all of this and like he was really like this whole time like he was just like always he was defending jacob (laughs) he's literally yes the whole time he was defending him like even when Lori, like the whole situation used to happen like like oh like when he was a child and he'd be like no but he was just a child like he was always defending him and this is the one time you see like he was trying to like accept something for what it was like that he couldn't fix it like he couldn't right like, yeah he couldn't do anything about it anymore trying to come to terms yeah mm-hmm. and um then we get to a flashback and i'm like andy honey this is like i don't know what's worse you stalking people or this scene between him and leonard Pats? literally i um, said the same thing i'm like seriously again with the stalking like like what come on what's worse like this is even worse because like last week like all like last week's episode he was just like doing it like secretive like everything was like okay it was more like, for like, like kind of like information like oh i just want to mm-hmm. ask you some questions but this time it gets a this little violent like, <laughs> yeah he hit so he's hitting leonard pats's car like they're driving they're at a stop sign and like, Andy doesn't even stop. He just, like, hits Leonard's car. He doesn't even and, make like, it subtle. Like, he, he rear-ends no. him, but that wasn't enough. Then he continues to hit him again. <laughs> I'm like, come yes. on. Like, you're making it clear that you're doing this on purpose, which... Yes. Wh- why isn't this man, like, getting arrested for all of these things that he is doing in the process of this? I think, yeah. <laughs> so, like, obviously Leonard, like, didn't press charges because if not like andy would have been like screwed for this right but like leonard gets out of his car and he's like what are you doing and andy's just like i know i know what you did and like at first Mm -hmm. like leonard is so confused and he's like what are you talking about and then he's like oh you're the father yeah and andy's like attacking him he's like i know you killed him and he's like leonard's like freaking out at this point he's like oh jesus you're the father okay you need to leave me alone and like Andy's like my son's not gonna go away because of you you understand me and Leonard's like I feel bad for Leonard at this point because like I do too Andy a is bit. a scary guy yeah Andy's a scary guy and he like he's taking a bit too far now like already the stalking was a bit much now he's like fully hitting him and like attacking him harassing of, like 
Right. Like, they're on a street. First of all, why are there no other cars? Where Where's everybody else? Yeah. It's... Like, everything is too convenient. This happen. Yeah. Everything yeah. is too convenient for Andy whenever he wants to break the rules. Literally. Yes. <laughs> and, like, Leonard's like, stay away from me. And Andy's, like like and he's like hey i know what you did and leonard's like getting in his car he like drives off and he's still yelling and he's like yeah he's still (laughs) yelling like we've seen him do this with duffy yeah and now he's doing it with with leonard and he's like i know it was you leonard i know it was you this and i'm uh, just like come on oh honey yeah honey like it's I thought the stalking last week was bad, and then we watched this, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. no. Which, I didn't even, like, think of it as stalking when I first watched it. Probably because I was just so, like, interested in what was going on. But now I'm like, yeah. wow, how could I have missed that? Because it is, like, as obvious as anything. Like, y- you can't miss it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a bit much, Andy. You need to calm down. Mm-hmm. He is a bit much. He really is. Yeah, and then we get to, like, present time, and between uh, Neil and Andy, and he, Neil asks about Jacob and, like, how he was holding up. Mm-hmm. And so Andy's, like, he tried to stay busy with schoolwork, he watched some movies, we were all just waiting for the hourglass to run out. And Neil's, yeah. like, he had a 15th birthday that week, didn't he? And Andy's like August seventeenth, four days before the trial. That's rough. Yes, like already. First of all, we remember his birthday is being, like his whole day is being spent being tutored. Yeah. While his parents go get his results. Right. And then it's like four days before your trial, and that's why we know that um, he's being trialed, uh, tried as a as an adult because at fifteen years old that's what happens in massachusetts Mm -hmm. so like if this would have happened if the trials would have been before that i'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been tried in as adult it would have been like tried in as as a child yeah but um yeah like it's all like a lot and so then so we go back and jacob is with his teacher in the kitchen obviously doing the tutoring thing and we see like birthday balloons and andy and Lori come downstairs and while jacob and his teacher kind of like working on math andy's just like we're gonna we'll be back in a few hours and Lori's like bye birthday boy which kind of made me gag i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. lie like the kid's 15 and he already doesn't show very much emotion towards you don't do that to him oh yeah no (laughs) and and so then we see Andy and Lori and Joanna waiting um, at Dr. Vogel's office. And Dr. Vogel comes out and says that she's ready for them. So they all kind of get situated. And she says, as you know, I've been evaluating Jacob for the last several weeks using a number of diagnostic tools. And she lists a bunch of different like tests, um, a basic personality inventory, a problematic traits inventory, and like all the results from those are in the report. Um, she also says that she tested his IQ, which is unusually high, <clears throat> which we kind of, you know, commented on earlier. Like, we know he's a smart kid. He just doesn't make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and his EQ, which is his empathy quotient, um, was also tested. Um, and then the report also has results from the genetic testing that she conducted. And it includes the MAOA mutation, which is the murder gene, basically. <clears throat> and... Lori, right off the bat, is very interested in knowing, like, 
what all the results are. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Vogel reveals, like, Andy's father, Billy, tested positive for the mutation, and so did Andy, but Jacob did not. And, you know, Andy's kind of shocked a little bit, and Dr. Vogel reveals, like, the thing is, is, like, she wasn't really concerned about the MAOA murder gene. Um, It wasn't really central to her evaluation because it's actually inherited from the mother's side. And I'm like, so why were we focusing so hard on this then for, like, a whole episode? Exactly. Like, why, so was, why that... was this never brought up beforehand? Yeah. Why did we not say this when they were concerned about it before? Like, oh, it can't possibly be um, related to Andy's father because it'd be on Lori's side. Like, why was this not mm-hmm. said? <laughs> I don't get it. Exactly. <clears throat> and so then Andy asks, like, well, what was the purpose of the testing? And... Dr. Vogel explains that there are similar genes that are passed down from father to son. Um, So she gives the example of the GRIN1 um, gene, which is a glutamate receptor subunit. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds cool. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's been linked to impulsivity and recklessness. And who does that sound like in this family? Huh. Maybe... (laughs) The person who stalks kids and an adult and throws people up against walls. Huh. Um, And she says all three generations of Barbara Mills have that um, gene, um, which also includes Jacob. And then Mm -hmm. she also says there's a dopamine gene that's linked to a limited capacity for empathy. So basically, like, they, they don't feel empathy towards others as much as other people might. And she says, again, like... Andy's father, Andy, and Jacob all tested positive for that limited capacity as well. And then she um, says, finally, there's a form of testosterone receptor that's known to basically make people violent um, when they're adolescents, like shortly after they have puberty. And Lori is just like, so does Jacob have that? And Dr. Vogel's like, yes. Um, and so does Andy. And so does Billy. Um, But if a young person is already capable of moral reasoning, these genes won't just cause the brain to flip a switch. And I will point to Andy as proof, which I found (laughs) so ironic because he is not the one you want to point to if we look closely enough Mm -hmm. at his behavior. Um, And as, like, Dr. Vogel is speaking, like, the words from the report like you see Lori trying to like focus on those and she seems like super stressed and some of the like phrases are like capable of violent behavior antisocial tendencies manipulative behavior like all those things are cause for concern and like she's stressed out about it because it's focused on Jacob but I immediately took it as like oh those are great things to describe Andy to be honest um and I don't know if that was like what I was supposed to be thinking, but I didn't even think about Jacob right off the bat. I was like, oh, Andy's all of those things pretty much. So, uh, yeah. And so Joanna begins talking and she's just trying to like reason a little bit with Lori, basically saying like, if we wind up with the worst case scenario where Jacob is found guilty, we would have a genetic basis to argue mitigation when it goes to sentencing. So again, like getting a lesser sentence and she says it's not going to happen, but it's important to like be prepared and know as much as possible Mm -hmm. just in case. And you know, Andy's like, well, good. Now we know. 
And Lori just keeps pushing it. She's she is concerned. She is freaking she out. She doesn't stop. Like always freaking out. Um and Lori's just like, well, is he capable of moral reasoning? There are things in here, like antisocial tendencies. And Andy, which I feel like we see like the the worst of Lori and then the worst of Andy in the scene. Because you have Lori freaking yes. out over every little thing. And then you see Andy constantly like finding ways to defend what is being said about Jacob. So he's just like, it's just psychobabble. And Lori's just like, look, I'm trying to talk to Dr. Vogel. And Dr. Vogel says, like, it's not, like, a yes or no answer. Like, you should just read the entire report, and then we can talk about it um, when you're done on how to best address Jacob's issues. Um, But right now, the concern isn't therapy. It's the trial. And Lori gets hung up on the word issues. And Mm -hmm. Andy's just like, well, he's a teenager. Like, they all have issues. And Dr. Vogel tries to side a little bit with Andy. Like, he's not wrong. But if there was an area of concern, like, it would be, like, the capacity for empathy. And even though Dr. Vogel says that the report goes into full detail, Lori demands that Dr. Vogel tells her now what it means. And even Joanne is just like, okay, this isn't the time to talk about this. Like, we need to calm down. Mm -hmm. And Lori pushes it. So then Dr. Vogel says when she was talking to Jacob about Ben Rifkin... Um, Jacob had a response that basically, he was basically like, people die every day by the millions. And when she tried to push him a little bit to express some emotion toward Ben's murder, she said that his answers felt practice, which is very much like a, like a psychopath sort of thing, Mm -hmm. which kind of alarmed me. Like, I love my, like, serial killer documentaries and stuff, so I was like, oh gosh, that's not that's not good yeah no and and he's just like well that's because you don't know him again with defending him i mean he's not a touchy-feely kid that's and then he pauses and he's like well he has empathy and (laughs) i'm just like ah i'm not quite sure about that (laughs) we've never we've never seen him like have empathy like even like with the whole sarah situation yeah like she was put in a bad situation where like ben expected things from her Mm -hmm. and you know um he she like even knew kind of like she was like like jacob won't be happy like he won't he won't like what he's gonna hear exactly and like he had no empathy for her like she went through something like that is traumatizing at her age for what she went through like that's a young age for what happened and he like refuses to see her rude yeah yeah refuses to see her side mm -hmm. he was just like went into being like a rude person like said like a really mean thing to her and just like that was it like that's it done end of conversation and i'm just like Mm, does he have empathy though yeah it's it's something that's like the more andy tries to defend jacob it's like the the less his the less convincing he is because it's like we've Mm -hmm. we've gotten to know this know this family for six episodes now we are very much aware that jacob is not a person that shows empathy toward things so it's yeah it's it's very hard for me to like even start 
liking Andy at this point. I'm just kind of like, eh, you're doing way too much and I, that I don't approve of. So, uh, and anyway, so Lori, oh, she tells, she says to Dr. Vogel, you think he did it. And mm-hmm. she's, Dr. Vogel has made it very clear in the past. Like, it's not my job to judge. Like, I'm not here yeah. to make, like, I'm on your side. And Yeah, she said it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, and she reiterates that here. She's like, I didn't say that. And Lori's just like, you didn't have to. And Dr. Vogel's like, I have absolutely no way of knowing if he did it or, like, did not do it. And it's also not my job, which, again, same thing. It's not her responsibility to tell you if he did it or not. And whether or not she does think he did it, she doesn't know for sure either. So it's like she's trying to find, like, the satisfaction of knowing whether or not Jacob is guilty. And it's like you can't get that from Dr. Vogel. She doesn't have all of the answers. Um, I think at this point she's also projecting, like, what she's feeling. Yes. Onto, like, Dr. Vogel, you know? Yeah. She wants someone else to feel the same way that she does. So Mm -hmm. she feels less guilty, most likely. And... So, again, Lori's just like, well, you think he might have done it. And, like, Joanna's just like, this isn't productive. And Lori just keeps pushing it. And Andy gets tired of it. He's like, will you stop? Like, anything in the report could be said about tons of other teenagers. And Dr. Vogel agrees with him. And, like, Lori just doesn't stop. She's like, so why won't you answer me? Like, and, and she goes after Andy. Like, you don't see these things that Jacob does. Like, you never saw them. Like, you're so desperate for us to be normal. Um, and and Andy's like, we are normal. Which I was like, ah, I don't know no. if I would call that normal, sir. But <laughs> uh, whatever you say. And Lori's <laughs> just like, do you think this is normal? Which is my reaction exactly. And, exactly. and Andy's like... Well, not the situation, obviously, but Jacob's normal. Like, this doesn't change anything. And as, like, a final last resort, Lori's just like, to Dr. Vogel, just answer me, please. And Dr. Vogel finally just says, like, I wish I could. Like, again, not her problem, not her responsibility, not her job. Like, she doesn't have to answer you. So, and then that's when, uh, they leave the office and Lori is just freaking out as always. There's no really big surprise there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. As usual. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and he's like, "Listen, we'll just call this off and do something at home." And Lori's like, "No, he's about to go through hell. We're doing this." So I'm glad that like she still tries to like keep the normalcy for his birthday because. Mm-hmm. Already, he had to like be tutored, and like you guys were going to get like his results. So like not a fun birthday as it is no way so it's glad i'm glad that like they didn't cancel and then we are cut to andy Lori, and jacob at the restaurant and they're like in a closed area so like nobody sees them uh-huh and the waitress goes in asks how everything is and they're like good thank you and jacob's like pressing on the whole like why don't you guys tell me what's ha- like what happened with dr vogel and Lori's like, because it's between us and Dr. Vogel. And, like, Jacob's like, well, what happened to be treated like an adult? And at yeah. this point, I'm like, you are being tried as an adult in yeah. your case. You want to be treated as an adult. Start acting like one. But you're not acting like one. Yeah. 
this is this is the part where like towards the beginning of the episode i was like okay there's a part mm-hmm. later on that i'm going to refer to because when he's acting like a child about his whole like social media thing mm-hmm. like like if you want to be treated like an adult like act like one because the way that you have been acting you're acting like a 15 year old like you, exactly if you want to be treated like an adult like be more mature about things but it's also mm-hmm. fine if you want to act like a 15-year-old because that's your age. But, like, decide what you want to be. <laughs> yeah. And um, I also made a note because right after, like, he says, like, he's, he's swearing in his sentences. And Andy's like, hey, enough with the swearing. <laughs> it's like every other word with you. And I'm just like, honestly, I think he's, like, doing it just to, like, get a rise out of them and just to show them like i could be an adult yeah I, and i'm yeah. just like mm, jacob <laughs> see i i saw that scene and i just thought of like the whole language thing from avengers <laughs> again <Yes>. so <laughs> because you know captain america is the one that swears and or he mm-hmm. he says he says language to to them and then they make a joke towards him later on in the movie but i was just like huh how funny that you can yeah. tell him to stop swearing so yeah <laughs> anyway and jacob's just like still on this like he's focused on like wanting to know about his brain like it's my brain i took every one of the tests like i answered every one of those like stupid questions mm-hmm. and and he's just like as usual like i thought you were like she thought you were a good kid which we already knew like the whole thing's just a formality and jacob's like i don't believe you so like this is what he's like calling yeah he's like calling him out on it he's like i don't believe this and Lori's like honey it's your birthday let's talk about something else and right there i'm like obviously like you're trying to like deflect from this and like yes. obviously he knows that you're trying to do that because there's something you're hiding yeah and he doesn't so. let that stop him either he just continues <laughs> much like his mother like, did he answers and like she's like you want to talk about like she's like let's talk about something else he's like yeah what about the murder gene <laughs> and i'm like honestly though you go jacob like yes. you fight that you you ask and Lori's like you don't have it she like, said that like, so really? quick. Like, mm-hmm. she, I feel like she was ready to, like, get that out there. Because it's, mm-hmm. like, the one thing that she doesn't have to lie about. She's like, oh, you don't have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And Jacob's like, so there's nothing wrong with me. And, like, Lori looks emotional, like, not knowing what to answer. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's when the waitress comes in, like, saved by the bell. And, and honestly, and that's a loaded question. So there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with me. How do you answer that? Like, um, there's like, there's some things wrong with you, kid. I don't know if they're related to the case, but, like, the way that you mm-hmm. act sometimes is concerning. Exactly. But, mm. And that's, like, they just say happy birthday to him. He, Andy asks him to make a wish. And Jacob's, like, kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Which, reasonable. Yeah. And then they're, like, on the way home. Yeah. And he thanks them for tonight. He says, like, it was b- nice being normal again, even if it was just pretending. And I found that so sad because I was like, yeah, it's true. It is. Like, it is. They're trying to hide, like, how they're feeling, especially they just met with Dr. Vogel. They just found out all this news about, like, Jacob. 
like I'm sure Lori was pretending like she they were hiding most of their emotions right so and and he does seem sincere like the way he says it you can Mm -hmm. tell he's not trying to be like smart or anything like he's truly like saying like thank you for for trying to do this for me so exactly and um Andy's like it was your mom's idea Lori's like glad you had a good time but like she's very she's very just like non like no emotions standoffish kind of mm-hmm. and jacob tells them he thinks he's ready for monday which is the first day of court uh-huh. and um and he's like yeah and he's like yeah like she like the teacher miss mandel had me write an essay about it the other day i said it was like sailing towards an iceberg this little white peak in the distance getting closer and closer but really it's been beneath us underneath us the whole time that's deep and yeah very deep and like andy's just like i thought you were anti-metaphor uh and can i just say technically (laughs) my english (laughs) nerdiness is coming out technically that i guess that would kind of be a simile because it uses the word like Mm -hmm. um, or as to compare things but you know whatever i mean it's candy yeah i mean they were talking about like metaphors and stuff towards the beginning of the show mm-hmm. with like the book they were reading so i i see like the parallel and the connection but i was just kind of like eh, yeah it's not a, it's, it's a simile so anyway <laughs> yeah and then Lori brings up the car because she sees the car yeah and auntie like parks and like he starts like going out and like she's like andy don't do it and he's just like wait here Jacob's yeah. freaking out. Like, he doesn't know what's happening. So he's, like, confused. He's, like, Dad. And Andy gets out of the car and takes, like, um, he takes a tool from his car out. Yeah. And Lori's just, like, freaking out. She's, like, Andy. And Andy's just, like, take Jacob inside. Jacob's confused. He's, like, what is going on right now? Yeah. He- Lori's trying to, like, try- Lori's trying to control him. Like, console him, but, like, control Andy from not, like, killing the guy with a freaking tool right now. Talk about, like, impulsivity Um, and, like, violent behavior. Like, the first thing that he does is grab a tire iron (laughs) out of his trunk and, like, all right, I'm gonna go take care of business. Like, that's not normal. (laughs) No. So, he walks towards the car and gets to the window and he's, like, what do you want from us? And the man is just, like standoffish he's like excuse me and then he's like you've been watching my house and following my wife and the man's like i don't know what you're talking about pal and andy's like i'm not gonna ask you again and i'm sorry this guy's in the car and like he looks like a big guy like he's sitting yeah. in the car so we don't really see like his full body but like he looks like a big he guy and andy's like, fighting him yeah yeah like i'm, I'm pretty sure and he I- could take andy in a heartbeat and mm-hmm. like not even break so- a sweat I'm just like, Andy, shut up. But like, <laughs> Come on And, now. like, the man is also, like, easy, tough guy. Like, you mm. don't want to be a tough guy tonight, believe me. And I'm just like, Andy, be quiet. Don't don't say anything. Yeah. And Andy's just like, I don't want to see you on the street again. And the man's like, it's a public street. And Andy answers saying, not for you, it's not. And the man answers, you should get back to your family. It's good to have a family. Take care of that family of yours, Mr. Barber. And he just starts the car and leaves. Yeah. And I I get that the Barber family is, like, all over the news and all that. But the fact mm-hmm. that, like, he's fully aware of who he is. And he clearly has a reason for why he's there. 
like yeah and like lots of talk about family and like yeah. it's good to have family yeah lots of emphasis it's dot, like dot, the whole dot. thing is just so weird and mm-hmm. i when i first watched it i i didn't even know what to think i'm like what is going on like where did this Me guy come either. from <laughs> so Me either. Yeah. i was so confused it's a lot to take in just like in that short little scene you're like what is happening mm-hmm. what what do i do with all this yeah, and, like, what's good is that, like, by the time we were watching it, all the episodes were out, right? Because it was, like, yes. almost, like, it was more than six months after it came out. So, it's, mm-hmm. like, we didn't have to wait for episodes and, like, wonder, like, who is this guy? Like, we got to, like, click the next episode right away and, like, figure things out. Yeah, I I don't know how. I mean, I, I have watched, like, episodes on TV and stuff and had to wait, like, a, mm-hmm. a week. That's, yeah. But, like. I hate it. I hate that. I I cannot imagine a time where, like, I couldn't just skip ahead to the next one. Like, I, Mm -hmm. if a show is not fully released when I start watching it, I have a very hard time staying engaged anymore because I'm like, well, I don't want to wait. So I might as well just wait for all the episodes to come out first and then watch them all in one sitting. So shout out to anybody who's, like, watching TV before, like... (sighs) Netflix or before like you could record things and oh yeah Yeah. it's a struggle (laughs) we sound so privileged my god I know (laughs) sorry everybody yeah anyway so then Andy is on the phone with Duffy saying the license plate number and you only hear his side of the conversation yeah and we find out that He's speaking to Jacob and Lori at this point, and we figured out that it's registered to a Honda Accord, mm-hmm. which obviously it wasn't a Honda. It was a Lincoln. Yeah. So we know that it's stolen. And Andy's like, all it takes is a screwdriver. And yeah. so Lori's like, what do we do now? And Andy's just like, Duff, um, Duff's going to have one of her guys patrol the neighborhood for the next couple of nights. I, de- I, I doubt he'll come back. He'll pr- he's probably just a reporter. And, like, in my head, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure he's not a reporter, but, like... He doesn't seem like the type, but I'm not here to judge. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, we just get to, like, Lori going to bed, Jacob saying goodnight, and thank you for tonight, and she's just like, goodnight, sweetheart, happy birthday. And that scene... I know I just got done saying, like, Jacob has no ounce of empathy within his body... But, Mm -hmm. like, it's the way, like, Lori was just like, I'm tired. Like, you can tell she's drained. And so she goes to leave. And Jacob kind of, like, watches her leave. And he kind of, like, takes a second. He's just, like, very sincere. Like, good night, Mom. Like, thank you for tonight. And Mm -hmm. you can tell, like, he's trying to make her feel better. And it's just, like, these things, like, constantly making me go back and forth. Because I'm like, oh, like, he's being really sweet. And then I'm like, but any other time, he doesn't have any, like he doesn't care about other people or like show any emotion so i'm i'm very conflicted mm-hmm. at that point yes <laughs> yeah he he doesn't make it easy on us not at all but luckily we only have two episodes <laughs> left so <laughs> yeah even then it's yeah, still not easy get, mm-hmm. no it's it's really not <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to present time again between andy and neil in the courtroom and andy uh, neil is like and that was it and Andy's like, that was it. Couple di- more days, and it was over. We hit the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we know the iceberg is the court date. The case, yes. 
Mm-hmm. And it ends off just with a scene, no dialogue, but it ends with a scene of Jacob walking down the stairs in a suit where Andy and Lori are waiting for him. The garage door opens and there's like a bunch of reporters outside taking pictures and videos of them leaving their house to go to court. Right. And it's like a sea of reporters. Like there are so mm-hmm. many like, it'd be oh, yeah. a miracle if they didn't, like, run over one of them because, like, it was just so congested with people. Yeah, there were a lot of people. Yeah, and it kind of also ends, like, on Jacob just kind of, like, looking at everything. And you can just kind of see, like, again, he's not showing a ton of emotion, but, like, you kind of get the idea that he's he's a little nervous about it. But Oh, yeah, for sure. It's... Uh, but you know, it, it makes you excited for the next episode because you're like, finally we get yes. to this case. Like we get to see the trial. Oh, I'm so excited. I know everybody's been waiting for this. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's how it ends. Um, you know, and usually right now we might like wrap up here, but, um, we did want to take a minute to discuss a comment that was sent to us on Twitter, um, from Brooklyn. Um, and this is in regards to, um, the previous episode. So she said, Andy's excessive stalking this episode made me think about how much he and Steve Rogers would definitely not mesh. I'd feel safe with Steve, but not with Andy. This just shows how well Chris can portray two very different characters. I agree Mm -hmm. with everything you just said. Um, yes. I mean, I, I think we've made it very clear how we feel about Andy's excessive stalking. I don't think we need to go too much more into that part of it. But yeah, it's like so hard when I watch this um, because I'm like, I'm very conflicted because I'm like, oh, Steve Rogers would never do that. Like, I love, I love I Steve know. Rogers so much. And Emily and I talked about this yesterday, I believe, but <laughs> we both realized that <laughs> we, our love for Chris Evans started with Fantastic Four for Johnny Storm, yeah. <laughs> which... For perspective, I think I was like twelve when that movie came out, and I I didn't know. I was younger than that. Yeah, I didn't know who Chris Evans was. I just knew that I loved Johnny Storm, and then I think when um, Captain America, the first Captain America movie came out, that's when I kind of like made the connection, and I'm like, oh, that's who that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I, Steve Rogers is my favorite Chris Evans character, um, and. It just, it's hard for me to watch this show because I'm just like, it's not, that's not what's, what Steve Rogers would do at all. Exactly. But. Yeah. I mean. It's. He's a talented man though. Chris Evans. He I, is. And I c- completely agree with Brooklyn. She is. Steve Rogers is probably watching Andy and going, <laughs> bruh, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on now. Well, what are you doing? He'd probably... And he's probably he's probably saying language as well yes, a bunch of times. Language. <laughs> I can see like, it. I love it. Yeah, he would not approve. At all. At all. Especially with this week, with him hitting yeah. Leonard and, like, going to speak to him about everything. Because, like, Steve... Steve Rogers is, like, the type of person who's, like, tries to take everything into account and, like, think with a clear head and do the right thing. Andy is not that person, uh, Mm -hmm. clearly. He doesn't think half the time at all unless it's about defending his son. And it's just, they both approach 
defending the people they love in very different ways because yeah. obviously Andy it wants to do it in a way that makes sure like no matter what like my son is is innocent whereas Steve just tries to do what is what is right what he believes is right um morally um and I think we can all agree what Andy is doing is not morally acceptable yeah no so but <laughs> yes but yeah so thank you Brooklyn for sending that in we always look forward to to comments and things like that so we appreciate it um and we hope you enjoyed uh this week's episode and please continue to tweet or dm us on twitter at the 90s narrative to tell us what you're thinking how you're feeling anything like that um and we'd love the chance to discuss more of your comments and please feel free to tune in next week for episode seven which i guess could kind of be considered the unofficial first part of the season finale because it's it's just one big roller coaster. Oh, yeah. I, like, I feel like I keep saying that, but, like, this part is... Whatever you think is the truth, you, you're you probably not right. Like, you're going to make yourself yeah. question everything at least five times. So, mm-hmm. but um, I'm I'm very excited. So, again, Same. thank you guys so much for sticking with us up until this point yes we will see you next week